All right. Heads or tails? Tails. All right. If it's tails, you win $500,000. If it's heads, you get my left arm. I get your left arm. Let's do it. Are you sure about this? Never been more sure about anything in my life. All right, let's go. Uh, It'll come down. Will it? It's it's a rule. It's a, it's a law of physics. It look, dude. It's like literally just suspended. The laws of physics no longer apply. And the beastly horde approached the castle gates as a ruinous multitude of malice, but the king was prepared. For the blue wizard had warned him. There will be danger, and there will be crossbows. Hi, folks. Welcome to There Will Be Crossbows. My name is James, and this is my co-host, John. He may not actually be on this side. I don't know how these screens line up when I record. So uh, Right now you're above me, but who knows? Right, and I usually, when I record the show, I have just my, my microphone placed right over John's face, so I don't actually look at him. Um, wise. That's very wise. It's not because I don't want to see your face. It's because I have special feelings about my microphone, and I feel like it's my best scene partner. So... <laughs> When you look at your microphone, it speaks in my voice. Yes, something like that. I love you, James. <laughs> James, caress me. We've been through a lot. This was the uh, the microphone that I use, this um, Blue Yeti, which you can buy on Amazon.com or a business that actually has good business practices like your local music store or something. Um, this is not sponsored by Blue Yeti, but this was the original um, microphone that I first started recording There Will Be Crossbows with. I bought it when we started the show back in 2013. So no I kidding. I a good mic to do this with John. So. Now see, I have no possessions from that time period. So all of my stuff is new since then. So oh, my cool. microphone is this cheapy yet quite effective model that you've probably seen in videos before but that model looks like a pixar character that looks like a cut character from wally i love you john <laughs> all right we got some improv to do today's theme is gravity so we either could do our normal format of doing a bunch of scenes about gravity or we could just do a screenplay reading of the sandra bullock film gravity I have to warn you, there's like 10 lines of dialogue in the whole film. So it'd be a lot of us reading, reading stage directions of like space trash flying all over the screen and things like that. Or consider a two-person live action Gravity Falls. I feel like we should do a little bit of everything we've just mentioned and jump into a show. I can't wait. Uh, luckily, I don't have to. Isaac Newton, you come into my house every three weeks with some new thing you figured out about the world. Now, what is it today? This week, I've discovered that if you hold a lobster upside down, 
it goes into a weird paralysis. That can't possibly be true. That tears apart everything I've imagined about the way the world works. You'll have to prove it in front of me. And if you do, I'll sputter with surprise. There, look, stand it upside down on its claws and there you go, poof. It's completely mobilized. That's outrageous. I can't believe it. You've shaken my entire worldview in just a matter of seconds. I propose taking this aspect of the lobster and injecting it into all of humanity. That way they will be at our whim and we can finally take over the world. You're saying we can take out the paralysis gene and inject it into human beings, thus being able to mind control them. I was going to say exactly that, but I wasn't sure if science had yet advanced to that point. It absolutely hasn't. You have three weeks to get me a prototype of the device which will extract the lobster paralysis substance and another three weeks on top of that to get back to me about how we can mass inject the entire population. I already have both solutions. I'm ready to go. All I need to know is what are we going to do once we rule the world? Mr. President, I'm afraid I have some rather grave, serious news. Um, do you have to? I'm sorry, but it's just been, um, it's just been one of those weeks uh, where I just can't get a handle on things. So if we could just wait and do the serious stuff another time. I understand, and I've waited as long as I could to be 100% sure, but the public is going to find out this news within the hour, and we need to get you prepared. All right, well, let me finish kissing my dog, and then I'm ready to listen. Oh, you're a good boy. You're such a good boy. What is it? I don't have all day, man. You get that stupid fuck look off your face. You tell me what's going on. You interrupted me from a dog kissing and I'm gonna hear what you have to say. I just saw the dog kissing and it made me realize how much I'm going to miss being alive. What are you trying to say? Climate change has gone on too long. All of the entire land surfaces of the entire world will be underwater this time next Tuesday. Jesus fuck. This time next Tuesday, we got a week to fix this thing? Well, we had 50 years, but we chose not to do anything. Well, I was busy. I was trying to um, rewrite the tax code and make dog kissing legal in public. And that, that was a full plate of things to work on. And I didn't think that climate change would actually ever happen. It's one of those things you just kind of, woo, climate change. It's not all your fault, Mr. President. Your predecessors had the same opportunities, but they chose to work on the economy, or as I like to call it, rich people. Right, right. Well, there's always the debt, the national debt. We don't want to have a bad national debt, do we? Well, I have good news for you in that regard. This time next Tuesday, there will be no national debt. Well, that's gr uh, because we're all dead. Because there will be no nation. Well, I... I overstate the case just a little bit. Certain points in high mountainous regions will still, they'll be beachfront property, shall we say. That's where we're taking you, Mr. President. Well, that sounds okay, because honestly, uh, me and as long as uh, Roger here can come with, any way you could leave my wife and kids behind, 
Yes, I'm afraid they did not make the cut, sir. Great. So it's just going to be me. Roger's in then, right? Roger is in. You hear that? Who's a good boy who's going to survive the apocalypse? You are. (laughs) They're finally sending me into space. It's about time. You've been training ever since I knew you and even before. I've been preparing for this for some 15 years and here it goes. Tomorrow's the day. I knew this day would come. I just, I'm probably never going to see you again. Well, there's always hope, you know, but, but not much of it. They've changed my assignment. I'm no longer going to be the first uh, man on Mars. I'm going to be the first man on Saturn. That's so far away and doesn't have a stable, solid surface. Yeah. Yeah, they want to, you know, make a historic claim because uh, apparently uh, Sweden's getting really close with their space travel program to throwing one of their Swedish astronauts out of a spaceship into the gaseous mass that we call Saturn. Instead, we want to beat them to it. And that person who gets thrown into the gaseous mass is going to be a goddamn American. This guy right here. I am so impressed with your sacrifice. It's going to be hard. You know, the, uh, the floating debris and rocks around the planet's surface are going to tear me into shreds within seconds. I'll, I'll already be dead, of course, from the extreme heat. But Because, uh, of course, they're not going to waste an environmental suit on someone that they know is going to die. No, no, those suits, I mean, one of those suits is worth like millions of dollars. And I get paid 19000 a year, so... Well, I'm going to make you the fanciest meal that I can in honor of your last night on Earth and probably being alive. Will you tell the kids uh, someday what really happened? And until then, we go with the cover story that you are on permanent safari in Africa. And when they ask why the government would send a fully trained astronaut on safari in Africa, we tell them, this is America. We don't have to make sense with our decisions. That's right. And on their 18th birthday, sit them down, look them in the eyes and said, look, the safari thing was bullshit. Daddy got literally torn into pieces in space. Well, tonight we're going to, after dinner, we're going to have the best night of your life. We're going to watch your favorite television show, your favorite movie, and I'm going to make love to you in your favorite position. Missionary. Missionary. Hell yeah. Gonna be a good night. I'm bored with ruling the world. Yes, uh, it was a cool idea when we uh, thought of injecting people with a lobster paralysis substance, but boy, are people boring when you have to control them all. They have no imagination. Just keep in mind, this is Isaac Newton talking, who is at the top tier of all humanity. Most of the rest of these folks are just expendable. Well, I just get bored with the day-to-day of it all. It's hard enough for me to put on my own pants in the morning. Now I have to mind control a population of hundreds of thousands of people to put on their pants. It's absolute madness. I think about pants more than I think about anything else in the day. The day-to-day drudgery of ruling the world through mind control. What have we done? We've made a terrible mistake. Tell you what, why don't you figure out how to undo this while I sit back and do nothing but tell you what to do? 
Kosi, I agree. Let's do it. We'll have we'll have the entire population back to normal within three weeks, and then we can move on to our next crazy scheme. Excellent. Thank you. Fix this issue because, my God, the pants, man, the pants. They're everywhere. So many people. Welcome to Rocky Mountain Dog Sanctuary. Um, I'm uh, the host here, as well as one of the 13 surviving humans on the planet. We're surprised to see somebody new come join us. I've been swimming for a week. You're, um, I know you're that, you're that Olympic swimmer who fell into disgrace because of drug use. Phelps, was it? Mike, Michael Phelps? Yes, that's me, Michael Phelps. You can tell because of my arm span. Oh my God, it's nine feet. How does any human have that long of an arm span? Genetic mutations brought about by climate change. Well, great. Well, uh, we're happy to have you here. Um, so when we get new guests in, I usually, you know, congratulate them on making it to the Rocky Mountain Dog Sanctuary. Yes. We'll give, give you a few minutes just to kind of cuddle with the dogs. And then we'll break the harsh reality to you that we've got um, enough supplies for about four more hours before we all perish. I require over 10,000 calories a day. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I mean, the only thing over that many calories would be, I mean, one of the dogs, but that's out of the question. They have full rights as people now. You couldn't eat one. Maybe the small ones. Um, Houston to Zeus 4. Uh, we're just checking in. Uh, you're approaching uh, the outer rings of Saturn. Yeah, uh, this is Zeus 4. We are ready to deploy our payload. Great. Uh, very good. Uh, confirm uh, when payload is deployed. Can I ask a question, Captain? Payload, you are jeopardizing putting this mission behind. Uh, I just wanted to, so will you just like count down three, two, one before, you know, you open the thing and you shove me out? I mean, I know it's more like an airlock thing. You're not literally pushing me out, but like. No, you will be blown out because of explosive decompression in the chamber you will be standing in. All right. Uh, I guess I should go over there, huh? If you would, just step into the room. And uh, no funny business this time. Okay. We already had to orbit Saturn an extra time just because of your shenanigans. Okay, no, that's fine. Um, would you just indulge me in one last thing? Because I'm about to die. This better not be another trick, Payload. No, no, no trick, no trick, I promise. I've always wanted my entire life, I've been trained as an astronaut because I wanted to sit in the captain's chair just once. Can I, do you think I could just sit in your chair just once? Well, I don't see how that could really hurt anything as long as it's just for a minute. It's just gonna be for a minute. Just sit in your chair, I'm gonna pretend like, the, oh, this was the life I dreamed of as an astronaut. Then I'll go back, stand right in this position in the airlock and uh, you can blow me out. What kind of a captain would I be to say no to a dying man? Thank you so much. Okay, so come on, come on out. Here you oh, go. Excuse me, sorry, it's cramped in here. Ah. Oh. Pretty cushy, huh? It's really nice. Sorry, just- Do you see I, all I the buttons I'm... that control the entire spacecraft right at your fingertips yeah god we got all of them this one must be the one that triggers the airlock Speaking that's which, the airlock like, button 
just because it's like my fantasy and I'm, I'm about to die. Like I always imagine doing this alone. Could you mind just stepping outside just for a second? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, thanks. I'll just like, give me like 60 seconds here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Have fun with your captain fantasy. I used to do it all the time. Still do it nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I will motherfucker. Airlock button. <laughs> Hey, Houston, this is Zeus 4. Fuck you. I'm alive, bitches. <laughs> I'm headed back to Earth. Geraldine, no one told me whether I should put pants on today. I've been putting them on, but not by my own free will. It's been an outside force telling me to put on pants that I hear in my head. That voice was not there today. Well? I suppose they should remain off if the voice did not specifically designate that we should put them on. Maybe this is the end of pants forever. I'd be okay with that. Are we supposed to destroy our pants? Burn them in one giant pants fire? I don't know. What do we do with the voice not telling us what to do? I saw some of the other townspeople shambling mindlessly towards that cliff on the side of town and throwing themselves into the sea. If they're doing it, it probably means we could do it too. There's probably french fries down there or something. Well, let's not put on pants, wander to that cliff and throw ourselves off because without the voice, I don't see any other option. I'm ready. Let's do the pantsless amble shamble. Um, anybody... Notice that the dog population here is kind of coming downhill. I, I was kissing this little chihuahua yesterday and I haven't seen him anywhere. Now that you mention it, I have noticed that this place is, seems to be thinning out a little bit. I swore we had over a over hundred dogs that we rescued instead of human beings. And now there's like 14, 15 left. Also, our food supply was supposed to run out last week and we're still around. Hey, uh, Corey, you know anything about this? Not really, no. Corey, I feel like you know something you're not telling. Okay, fine. Uh, Olympic swimmer Michael Phelps arrived, and I let him hide in the shadows and eat dogs. So he's been, uh, over the last couple weeks, eating every dog in the premise. What? Michael Phelps is here? I know he's huge, but uh, he's also very good at hiding. I am a tree. Hey, did that tree just talk? No. Okay. Well, guess I got no choice but to uh, punish Corey here for betraying our trust and letting uh, uh, Michael Phelps eat our dog population. So, Corey. The uh, Rottweilers are especially hungry today, and uh, I'm going to have to feed you to them. No! Ugh, decapitated. Oh, dude, that tree just killed the president. Crazy, right? Michael Phelps, what have you done? It's happened again. Swim away! Daddy, you're home from Africa! Yeah, I made it back from my safari. 
Now, your mother and your new father are going to be very surprised that I'm back. They said you would bring me a leopard pelt. When I tried to bring it Hold on the- Hold on, I just got here. Daddy, you're home from Africa. I'm home. Come here, kids. Bring it in. Oh, oh, yay. Uh, oh, you're all sweaty. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a long seven months. They said I would never have enough gas to uh, fly back home from uh, Africa. But let's just say daddy was very clever. You're being very mysterious right now. Yeah, more mysterious than is really warranted by the situation. Well, kids, someday I'll tell you what really happened. But for now, I'm going to go have missionary sex with your mother. Put your hands in the air. This is a holdup. This is a robbery. And oh, shit. I... Oh, it's okay. Try again. Did you give me one more chance. Can you pass me the gun? Oh, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is my first time trying to do this. And um, yeah, I could tell. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great. You're very intimidating. Thank you. You, uh, you know, for a bank teller, you're really, really patient and nice. Do you, does this happen a lot? Oh, oh no, this is actually my first one, but I'm just put at ease because I used to babysit you when you were a kid. Oh my God, Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Joey. You work here now? <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh man, that's so cool to see you again. It's crazy. It's like a blast from the past. I always told my mom, I was like, every time I would go home, I was like, no, that Joey, he's he's pretty much no good. I think he's a bad egg. He's going to end up, you know, in, in bad places. And, and sure enough, here you are. I did. Yeah, I went straight from an intense drug phase in my mid-teens to, you know, trying to stick up banks for some some cash so it's been a, a rough go for my folks especially you can imagine yeah yeah right all right so you how do you want that money there joey oh uh yeah sorry so yeah if you could just um uh, all bundles of fives and i want six hundred dollars <laughs> yeah sure i've got that much in fives just right here <laughs> handy uh, uh do, do you do you want me to hold your gun while you get the bag? Yeah, do you mind holding the gun? Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, freeze, police. Uh, I was going to say drop the gun, but you already just sort of gave it to the woman. Uh, we, we got the panic uh, alert button that's under your desk. Somebody rang it. Christopher, I haven't seen you since you were 10 years old. You came to the right place. Gravity Falls, Oregon has all the weirdest things in the entire world. Welcome. I'm Stan. Hi, nice to meet you. I was just coming because I wanted to hit every single Oregon town and do all the craft breweries while I'm here. Sorry, I might have, this might be a little bit of a crossover because I'm from Portlandia, the show. I've heard of Portland. Never been there. Seems a bit too mainstream. I do make a lot of beer though. This one I make out of my own pee. That's awesome. I haven't had a urine beer since I visited Bend last night. I'm on a very strict cotton candy only diet, so I have all of the best flavors possible. Well, hell, sign me up, man. This town seems like it has everything. This is a hipster paradise. Come, step into my antechamber. All right. <laughs> I haven't been in an antechamber since I went to Eugene two days ago. All right. 
oh, there's no way this could possibly go wrong, dude. Go ahead and go in there, and it'll be the last thing you ever do. All right. Sounds awesome. <laughs> what do you need to shoot me to space or something? No! <laughs> nice job, kids. <laughs> we got another one. Mass suicides are happening all over the place, and I am feeling responsible. You're completely responsible. This was entirely your fault. I told you to, to fix the mind control, not, not make them all wander off a cliff like some sort of lemmings. I thought that the independent thought would pick back up, but it just didn't. Well, we just killed basically an entire country's worth of people. So... I have to punish you because you are solely responsible. I'm going to throw this apple that I was about to eat at your head as your punishment for killing several hundred thousand people through mass suicide. Don't you dare punish me with a fruiting. You're going to get fruited. I'm sorry if it seems severe, but this calls for a fruiting. I haven't been fruited since I was a lad. Well, take off your pants. Because it's out to get fruity in here. Damn you, Cozy. Damn you and your fruit. Take this. Ugh. Oh, well. Almost reached you. I'm sure I have another one in here somewhere. Hold on just a moment. The fact that it didn't reach me has given me an idea for another crazy plan. I'm stranded. Nobody's coming for us. Well, we're tethered to each other, so we're not going to lose each other. So that's good. All we have to do for the next 120 minutes until our oxygen runs out is talk to each other, get to know each other, and share our most innermost secrets. Um, I'm good. I sort of was like imagining my last few minutes just sort of a little quieter than that. You've got nothing you want to get off your chest. You just want to float here in silence until you slowly die. Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's just like, I don't know, man. Why dig up old stuff in the past? You could be like, man, I regret that time where I like accidentally opened the airlock and my partner and I both got blown out the side of a spaceship. But like, why do you want to dig up stuff like that? Okay, fine. I see how it's going to be. You just, you want quiet? You got it, mister. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. The natural pr propulsion from him doing that is blowing me back towards the ship. They oh, got the side. I'm going to survive this thing. Ugh. Heck yeah. I made it back on the spaceship. Hey, Sean. Hey, dude. Hey, I'm, I made it. Hello? And just like that, the most serious episode we have ever done comes to a close. Right. Because it was grave, you mean. It was. The it gravities was. and seriousness. I think you realize we didn't explore that side of the theme enough. Or was that the undertone? Oh, <laughs> there were definitely very serious undertones. Whoa. When I watch this show, my mouth and my jaws just gonna be on the ground realizing all the subtleties of what you built in. I was inspired by actually this list of movies that's starting to scroll right now. This mm. is a list of movies that also 
are kind of irreverent, but have very serious undertones. Oh, um, irreverent is kind of a stretch for Airbud. Yeah, but if you really think about the meaning behind Airbud, then Wait. you it'll blow your mind. This is just, they're all Airbud. This is just every Airbud movie. It's just a list of Airbud movies scrolling across the screen. It's so funny how every Airbud movie they change the title so it's a sports and dog pun. Yeah. Yeah, but man, I didn't realize there were so many Airbud movies. And I didn't realize all of them were irreverent but also darkly um topical at the same time. Watch every single one of them, and when you're done, you will be a new person. All right. Well, I got some uh I got some stuff to go do, so we should uh, wrap this up. Okay. Thanks so much for watching today, everyone. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Hold on to your seats, folks, because this is gravity. Hold on to your butts. That's Jurassic Park. <laughs> the answer is yes. I will be a secret dog-eating troll in your countryside. Thank you, Olympic swimmer Michael Phelps. Just going to lay down on the ground, put our last steak on my chest. Ugh. Peace out. <laughs> That was the most gruesome thing I've ever seen. Aw, who's a good man-eating doggy? I'm busy having missionary sex at the moment. Can you wait about two minutes? Okay. <laughs>